Hello and welcome to episode 29 of Weekend Rental, the gaming and geek culture podcast. You can find all things Weekend Rental at weekendpodcast.com. Find information to get to our social media, our YouTube, and where to get the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. As always, my name is Ryan and I'm joined by Andy. Hey. And Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, so let's dive right into Byron Burn. This uh, episode, we are going to be looking at Sega Master System games. Um, so if you're unfamiliar with this segment, we each pick a game for a given system. We'll all play those games individually, and then at the end we decide which game we would buy, rent, or burn if given the chance. So Andy's pick this week is Psycho Fox. Um, Justin's pick is... We were debating on how to say this, but um, I think it's Considen is what we're going with. And then my pick is Spellcaster. So first off, we'll go back through... And just kind of discuss these games individually, um, give our thoughts, and then we'll give our verdict. So let's go back to the top. We'll start off with Psycho Fox, which is Andy's pick. Uh, This game was released in 1989. Uh, The description here, you're a Psycho Fox, an extraordinary fox that goes out to save the world from the wicked mad fox. He's the powerful evil fox that sends all sorts of bizarre creatures to conquer the world. Watch out for those trick stairways and disappearing bridges. The Mad Fox has completely changed the landscape just to give you a hard time. Sounds like a tough trek. Don't give up. You have the power to transform into other animals to help you get through certain obstacles. Remember, you're not an average fox. You're a psycho fox. To me, I would say that uh, a psycho fox sounds more like a bad guy than the Mad Fox. Right. He's he's a step above. (laughs) It's a fox with mange is kind of what I picture when I think of this. Yeah, he's like this. He's the second form of the mad fox. <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, you think Psycho Fox and then you get into this cute game where it's just a cute little fox. That's a platformer. It's not something you would have expected from a name like that. I thought it was going to be a shooter for sure when you picked <laughs> it just on name alone. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's it's a bright, colorful platformer in the vein of, you know, it definitely takes inspiration from a number of games, I think. Um, when you first start out and you're punching, um, it's like, oh, this is Alex Kidd. That's exactly where they took that from. You know, the extending arm punch is pretty hilarious. It goes a lot farther than Alex Kidd, too, so that helps <laughs> big time. Um, but yeah, it, it does a number of things, uh, does a lot of traversal of different ways that you can approach a level there's probably like 20 different ways you could go almost in each level you know just different platforms there's so many random power-ups that you get through those like eggs that are scattered throughout the level yeah which that's from adventure island right (laughs) eggs yeah that's true yeah that's true and i like how they give you the option to not only um punch attack but also jumping like still kills enemies which Oh yeah. I always get super irritated with platformers that have like another option and jumping does not work. So it's it was refreshing to see that you could do both. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It it almost got to the point where I didn't realize you could do that until you know, you try it. You were in a tough spot where yeah. a punch wasn't gonna work, so then you try it. Cause I usually they don't give you that option. So that was definitely refreshing. Um other than that, it I was playing that game and then I, there's these like poles that you get on and they kind of whip back and forth. 
and you press a button to fly off the poles. And I'm like, I know I've seen that before. <laughs> and I looked it up, and sure enough, this is like, I don't know if it's like a sprite rip or if it's a completely different game from Kid Cool on the NES. Uh, I'd have to replay that game. But I want to say it's very similar, if not the same game. Yeah, that's funny because we were talking, you know, just before recording too, and I thought it felt a lot like Mystery Quest um, for the NES. So I think there's there's probably like some similarities, similarities between all of those games for sure. Yeah. I think like the thing that stands out for me with this game is it really goes to show, it's one of those games that really goes to show like how powerful the graphics processor was and the color palette on the Sega Master System compared to the NES. Um, you know, the music's great. The vis- visuals are bright and colorful. Everything looks really good. Um, and I think, like, had, you know, the Master System gotten the support and the life cycle that the NES got, could you imagine, like, the type of platformers that would have come out? Like, a, like let's say you get to Mario 3 stages. Oh, yeah. With the Master like, System. I mean, this is, like, pretty much a release title. And, I mean, it looks fantastic. Yeah. If they would have been making games ni- in 1993 for that thing, that would have been pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah, just the background, like the ability to put out backgrounds like it, it does is, is great. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. Like it was like you said, it's cute. It's it borrows a lot from a lot of other things um, and it feels a little bland for it, but it doesn't feel bad because of it. I mean, it's an enjoyable, big, open level design. Uh, the only real gripe I have is it's a momentum based platformer. So holding down and running to build up momentum and make jumps is key, which really sucks when there's a lot of like individual open water segments where you've got to jump like block to block or <laughs> you know just the elevation in the stages too right because it's not just the ground like you can find like stairways up to like the upper levels and you have yeah. to make certain jumps or you run and jump to your death so it's kind of a that was my my biggest issue was the how uncontrollably hard it was for the movement jump like you said mm-hmm. the um because yeah you get to the spots where there's the open blocks and you have one gap water the block gap water a block that's impossible to <laughs> to land properly like you have to basically just get it with luck i felt yeah sounded like you just laid down like the sick beat for a rap song there <laughs> well i mean pretty much right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think that's kind of like really the only thing i can fault with this game like i didn't get far enough to get to the other characters and the other forums but um i could see myself putting in the time especially had i played this when it was out i'd have been really impressed with this i mean you compare this to you know a lot of other platformers of the era it's it's solid yeah for sure i i right there in agreement with the the moment the momentum thing uh and it seemed like it was just like half a second off from where you should be gaining a lot of speed like you were still too slow for too much amount of time to feel real comfortable with like like you said jumping across things and if you're gonna do the momentum stuff in the vein of sonic you need to be able to be sure that you can just run and jump Mm -hmm. and be somewhere below you know and just keep running somewhere where this it was like I don't know where this platform leads. There's nothing over there, but I'll just run as fast as I can and jump. Oh no, there's spikes below, you know? Yeah. If you're not considering level design with a, a you know, movement set up like that, it's, it's always going to lead to unfortunate deaths. 
Oh, yeah. So you're almost like you're almost rewarded for just staying in the ground and not exploring the upper sections of the level, which sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably the safest route. But can you imagine if they did put a little bit better level design in that? Maybe cut down that really slow period like this would have been almost a perfect game. Yeah. And it's just those two things that really got me, I think. I concur. I feel like the screen didn't keep up either quite with the jump. Like you weren't able to kind of like what you said, calculate where you're going to land. Cause you, you don't see it until you're landing. And right. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you, you can't, especially cause they're the one time I, I took the top route and you have no idea what's below you. I ended up landing on one of those things that you're able to time your throw or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked out, but luckily. Um, now that you're talking about the screen, like that's one other thing that I guess it, it's a minor complaint, but it's a complaint is that you can't scroll back to the left. Um, which, I mean, is in a lot of games, but this game would have been a lot better. Because it's momentum-based, you shouldn't be able to like run yourself to the edge of a ledge on the screen and then not backtrack to be able to get the speed to make the jump. <laughs> yeah, then you're it done. It screws you. Yeah. Which is no reason for that because it had respawning enemies, right? Right, yeah. Which Good that's point. usually the reason they don't allow you to do that, but. Huh. All right, let's move on to Justin's pick. Um, Considon. This was released, I believe, in 1988. Yep. Okay, so the description on this one uh, it was the land of peace and plenty until the evil warlocks returned in a storm of ruin and destruction. Uh, now they've struck the final blow by stealing your heritage, the sword of the dragon King and the five secret scrolls. Uh, you are Hayato. Um, the blood of the dragon King runs in your veins. You're armed only with a samurai sword. You must travel th through the 16 provinces of ancient Japan, battling the warlocks in their monstrous armies in nightmare caves and castles. Uh, if you defeat the warlocks, you'll learn the sword, uh, the sword magic of the scrolls, and then maybe regain the sword of the dragon king. Uh, fail, and your country is doomed to the thousand, is doomed to a thousand creatures of terror. Wow! Uh, it is a battle only you can win. So no pressure in this one. Just <laughs> no pressure at all. Yeah, so it's, I guess it's, it's basically what side scrolling. Hack and Flash type game, yeah. Um, I guess I I wasn't a very big fan of this game. <laughs> the uh, enemy movements were pretty hard to judge. Um, you don't necessarily know if they're going to be coming at you like in like a snake pattern or at a hard angle from the top right or top left at you. Um, which the weapon angles like you I couldn't attack up or at an angle at all. It was just basically straightforward. Yeah. You could crouch down and attack, I believe, but it was it was rough with the the angles of the enemies and then stuff spawning in behind you too. It's kind of a, a brutal game that I did not enjoy. Yeah, you're almost forced to just constantly move, even if it means taking damage. Like, you just have to keep yep. running. 
So the thing that grabbed me with this one instantly, and I, I didn't find a connection when I quickly looked online, um, other than somebody referencing how like they were similar, but this game feels a lot like Ninja Spirit on the triple graphics, only really slow and a lot crappier. Um, where Ninja Spirit, like it, it's uncanny. It's got almost the same, like, well, obviously Feudal Japan, so I guess there's that tie-in, but like the intro screen, the sound effects, some of the character designs, the music all feels like Ninja Spirit. It's just that you have this horrible, like almost tank controlling main character <laughs> that just sucks the life out of what could otherwise be a good game. Like you just can't not get hit. And the respawn yeah. rate is ridiculous for enemies that fly across the screen. At oh, you. yeah. Yeah, and the the animation priority is just extremely annoying. Where you know you have to wait until your sword is done swinging before you can swing it again. So it's just instead of just constantly pressing it or having a turbo or anything like that, it's just you have to time every hit pretty much. Yeah, and that that gets mm -hmm. tough when there's like five things <laughs> flying around at you. You know. Yeah. It's a lot at once with not a lot of options for character movement. It's ridiculous. And I didn't like how, you know, like with Ninja Spirit, like at least you battle your way across the screen and like you get to these cool end boss segments. Here it's just like, no, you walk to the edge of the screen and like now you're in the next section of the game, which is so <laughs> uneventful. It's, it's hardly yeah, worth the, it. The first one I got there and I was like, all right, now what? And you have to continue walking to the very edge. It's like, oh, that's dumb. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the knockback sucks, too. Mm -hmm. I got knocked back off a ledge when I was about to go up some steps to exit the screen, and I fell down to the first floor, and then just got instantly murdered trying to get back up. Huh. Yeah, that's right. That That's in the second level, right? Yeah, because yep, yep, you go yep. in the door of whatever dodi, yep. I don't know what building it is, but yeah, those flying skull things in packs of five just kept respawning on me. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I probably could have done it. I chose not to do, not to go back in there. <laughs> I was like, I've seen what I need to see for this game. I got to the top and I beat that boss. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. And that, I'll, I'll give it one thing. You can take a lot of hits in this game overall. Yeah. Like, the, it's pretty generous on the, the amount of health and, like, how many hits you get. Um, it has to be, though. Yeah, but mm -hmm. a lot of times you get stuck in an animation of some enemy that just keeps hitting you and hitting you and hitting you and you just can't get the right timing on them. Those monkeys yep. got me like right away. Those <laughs> bouncing monkeys just could not get the, their pattern down. Yeah. Um, God damn monkeys. <laughs> I had trouble with the, the floating skulls, the, the five batch of them. Yeah. 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 If you get those to like, if you were in the right spot where they spawned in and they would fly in pattern, you were fine. But like every once in a while you'd have that like, one or two that would escape it, so then you just always take a hit. So stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you do beat the boss, you get an upgrade. So I, it said I could jump higher, but it really didn't seem like I could. So <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if I was missing something, but probably I don't one know. One whole pixel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. No idea. But yeah. And then you could uh, pick, it kind of shows like all the different. Uh, almost like states of Japan or something. I don't know what they are that you could go to. Um, so you can select which one you want to go to next. I think there was two or three of them there. Oh, that's cool. Branching paths. That's yeah. 
that's something you don't usually see. Yeah, but I didn't I, play much more beyond that. Yeah, yeah I was going <laughs> to say, I just wish it was worth me continuing because it's such a struggle to play that sucked the fun out of what otherwise could have been a good package. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of the name, and then when you sent that text about Ninja Spirit, I was like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like Ninja Spirit if Ninja Spirit sucked. <laughs> I think was my text. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well and even... okay. And the other thing is, like, I guess we haven't talked about. We've talked about how it controls bad, but your character sprite size is massive. So, like, your hitbox is ridiculous. Yeah. For how slow you move. He's got to lean forward just so he gets hit more in the face. Yeah, what is with that walking animation? <laughs> it's like he's got a turtle poking. <laughs> and actually, the spellcaster, when we talk about that too, they both walk like they got something up their cheeks. Yeah. It's not it's, great. It is kind of weird. Must be a Japanese thing. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about the final game Spellcaster, my pick, uh, released in 1989. Description here. These all have way too long of descriptions. Um,. You are Kane, the spellcaster warrior of Summit Temple. Uh, you have mastered the art of shooting Kai Force from your fingertips. With magic spells, you have the power to call down strengths from the gods. Now an army of evil is sweeping into the countryside, destroying temples and villages. You've been called into battle to discover who the enemy is and what is at the heart of their evil plans. It's an adventure that will take you above and below ground, across time, space, and even into the land of the dead. As you battle strange creatures and gain the use of magical weapons, you'll learn the truth behind the attacks and much about your destiny as an eternal warrior of truth and justice. Live through the final battle and you'll discover what it really means to be called Spellcaster. Woo! <laughs> so, this game doesn't play all that dissimilar to Inciden that we just talked about. It maybe is a little bit more like... Um, I guess Shinobi, you've got yeah. projectiles. It feels very Shinobi-ish. Magic. Yeah, magic. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, I like the overall presentation. Again, another game that showcases um, the color palette and graphical uh, power of the Master System. It just does some stuff that irritated me right off the bat. Like, it throws you immediately into a dialogue, like, still photo <laughs> intro that's not a good way to bring anyone into a game and then the text scroll even with button pressing is horrendous um and the game itself i guess is fine um the, everything attacks well you know you can dodge you, 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 unlike you know so like the last game we talked about your character sprite is huge again um but you can actually move which makes a huge difference so this game i think plays well it's just it burdens itself with a lot of text right off the bat and then i don't know what happened but i own this game i own the physical cartridge and i downloaded it on the emulator to play it for this um episode of the podcast and i got stuck in the exact same spot uh i don't know how you get to the next temple like after the guy gives you like the password power thing like what how do you i get stuck is there a way out of there i can't find it you have to That's like you have to say move or use the move thing. And then I think it said like Inzu tempo tempo. Yeah. And I went there and there's like a still picture and I couldn't go anywhere. How do you get in to play? Um, you have to look at, I looked at like the spaghetti or something and then a guy shows what? up. Yeah. And he talked, to I'd him. look at spaghetti and a guy would yep. have shown up and I could have kept playing. Wow. 
This is a little bit like I'm having JJ Jeff punch the air flashbacks <laughs> right now. <laughs> well, when it first started off, and then that that menu thing shows up where it's like, look, talk, use, make, and I'm like, oh no, this is <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> We've made a big mistake yep. here. <laughs> <laughs> and but, that's not the best first impression that's for sure <laughs> right and there's a time and place for those type of games but that was not what i would expect from that um but luckily once you get into the game itself a lot of fun i i, I actually like this game quite a bit yeah i enjoyed it too it's just that my play sessions have always been cut real short because i've never looked at the spaghetti so now that i know that <laughs> i will have to go back and try this again <laughs> yeah it's uh i i like that the attack is a projectile too compared to yeah. just a sword mm -hmm. so you can hang back and just shoot as soon as they come on screen that's real nice <laughs> and you know as soon as you kill that one guy if you have another shot going just take a step forward it'll get the next guy and you're good for a little while yeah I wish you could charge and shoot while moving. That was a huge problem. You'd always have to stop and shoot or charge yeah. up. His charge up animation looks like, I mean, they're obviously copying Dragon Ball pretty yeah, hard. I was going to say, that. like, <laughs> they lean pretty hard into the anime with the still yeah. shots, so I'm pretty sure that's what they were going for. Yeah. So did either of you get to a point where you hit a boss or got to upgrade anything, like new abilities, new weapons, new... HP, nothing? Okay. Uh, I assume my, it gets there, right? My strength went up after I beat a level okay. at one point. I'm guessing I got past where you got somehow, Ryan, but I didn't get too far. I think I played for 20 minutes-ish on it. Yeah. An hour, maybe? It's so frustrating, because I thought I went through every option, too. I don't remember getting stuck though on a spot. I know there was a spot that I just kind of like randomly kept pushing buttons and then all of a sudden I was moving on. And maybe the spaghetti thing isn't like what you need because I think I went back to your uh, master guy or whatever and then went to the temple again and then I think it was the level I don't remember. Yeah, I thought the game locked up because it wasn't <laughs> doing anything. Like, nothing was happening. And then all of a sudden... Like I was able to select something and then I moved and then I was in the next level or I was able to fight again. I don't really know much about that game, but I mean, I played all right. Yeah. The the scrolling text, I think I missed a lot because I didn't read a single thing. Oh yeah, I didn't either. <laughs> so it probably helps if you would have read that, but <laughs> I, I struggle with scrolling text read games like that. Have voice chat, like, or have voice animation nowadays. So I don't need to do that. Well, especially when you like, because I have the box for this game. You look at the back, and it just shows like sweet, like side-scrolling ninja action, and then it opens up with these cutscenes. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Like, what did I get myself into? Yeah, it's an interesting way to go about that, especially like the look part. Like when you hit look on that one guy or that spaghetti, like it's a cursor that you go around the picture, and you can pick whatever. Oh, you there's want. a cursor. Yeah. Okay, I bet that's what I missed because I hit look and then I just kept pressing the button. So I bet I wasn't like exploring the picture. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So it's like a little bit of Carmen San Diego mixed with your uh, hack and the, slash. That's exactly what I was thinking too, because it's like moving around and then like looking, you know. 
yeah. to all these locations. Yeah. Yeah. And talking cool. to people. It's very yeah. cool. Well, the I magic... did say it was an adventure through space and time. So <laughs> we're in time as a uh, spellcaster, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The magic stuff is pretty cool too, but, uh, I mean, Shinobi and Golden Axe kind of right. do the same thing. So, but this would have been for a home console game before those. I mean, I don't know about the arcades, but this would have been a really pretty unique experience because Shinobi on the Master System is not. I mean, yeah, it's the not. Orig- quite it, that, it's the yeah. original Shinobi, Shinobi, so it's not even a very good port of it. So this would have been, I would think, better, but yeah. I'm curious. I'm going to have to go back and give more time to this one now. Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's do our verdicts. Um, Andy, we'll start off with you. Yeah. Uh, my buy is going to be spellcaster because I'm actually interested in playing more of that game. Um, I, I kind of want to see where that goes and kind of the upgrades if you get any, cause it's sure seemed like there was, new weapons, that type of stuff in there. Um, so I'd like to see that. Um, yeah, I just didn't put as much time into it as I wanted to, and I liked what I had, saw, so I think that's going to be my buy. Um, Psycho Fox is going to be my rent, just because the the momentum and with the combination of not one-hit deaths and constant just, like, uh, hazards that you could just fall into without seeing. Um, that's it, it's just too much to overcome in that game. Like if they would have fixed that, it would have been one of my favorites, I think. But those are huge problems in a platforming game. <laughs> so, but overall, it, it's 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 kind of a fun thing to just hop in and try out. It's quirky and colorful. Um, did you guys ever try any of the other animals? Nope. No. Okay. The monkey I thought was the best because he can just jump like crazy. He's a little bit slower too, which is fine. <laughs> it's kind of a nice way to like change it up, add a little more variety to do a game like that. Yeah, it's, it seemed like they were doing like the whole Mario Brothers two thing, you know, with different sure. attri- attributes for each character or whatever. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and then my burn is going to be Consignment just because I just didn't have a lot of fun in that game. I was cursing a lot <laughs> because you would get stuck on an enemy that would just not, I would just be pressing the button as fast as I can and not actually timing it. You know, if a, if an enemy is just right on your ass, that's what you do. You just press the button as fast as you can. And you can't do that in this game because it's, there's a, like a one second loop of animation. You just have to time your swings. And I'm not here to play Dark Souls, so. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, how about you? I'm going to go with my burn first. I'm going to burn Considen or whatever. Um, I did not enjoy that game. I, I thought it was just brutal to play. Um, the other two, I... I think if I would have been able to give Spellcaster more time and actually figured out what I was doing, I think I would have enjoyed that more. Um, but because 
I don't really have that time to spend on that nowadays. I think I'm going to have that as my rent. Um, and Psycho Fox would be my buy. Because I think that it's a decent looking game. Uh, it it plays alright. Um, the only thing that was frustrating is what you guys had talked with the momentum jumping. Um, and if you can kind of work around that, it pretty decent game. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll buy Psycho Fox also. Um, I liked it as a platformer. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away, but it was good enough um, and fun enough that I think if I was going to sit down and put a few hours into something and try and get somewhere, that would be the game to do it. Um, and I think Spellcaster winds up as my rent simply because I got stuck and frustrated, which sounds like it was my own stupid fault. So given more time, those probably will flip flop because I did like what I got to play of Spellcaster minus all the text. Um, I just didn't get to progress far enough into it because I didn't find the spaghetti, which is unfortunate. <laughs> um, and then Considon is just, yeah, that's, that's a trash game to try and actually play. Um, the rest of it is probably fine in its own right. It's just, why play that when I can play Ninja Spirit? <laughs> I wish I could play Considen as Strider. That'd be pretty badass. That would have made that game a lot the better. Screen, flipping, yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. ROM hack, make yeah. it happen. That was, <laughs> just needed more speed and more attacking. Yeah. The ability to control your character at all reliably yeah. is a critical critical thing in a game like that. <laughs> <laughs> Another Byron burn in the books. Okay, so moving on to the meat of the podcast. Um, generally, I start the topic off or topic off here, but I'm going to hand this one over to Justin because we just got a World of Warcraft expansion, and I'm sure Justin's already logged like 40 hours into it. So <laughs> that's it. Let's get that update. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a lot of time into it. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's you know standard expansion from World of Warcraft. Everybody's rushing to max level. Where I'm sitting back here, enjoying it, and making lots of gold. Hmm. Farming all these materials and selling them. Um, overall, the content has been pretty good, though. Um, like I said, I've, I'm taking it pretty slow. And actually, you know, following along with the storyline and stuff, it's pretty good. I think it's definitely worth checking into if you have it all played recently. and have an interest in continuing the content. Yeah, I heard somebody talking about how it was kind of refreshing because it was a change of pace pace from the last few. 
expansions where they didn't just like do some cataclysmic event or like some world ending thing it's just you know additional areas and like story and lore but there's not like this you know massive reworking of the whole rest of the overworld yeah yeah they added two zones um one's horde zone one's alliance zone i guess and you can't really go to the other content until you're max level otherwise because the the mobs don't scale with you apparently mm. i went over there and i got destroyed <laughs> <laughs> so there's a quest that leads you over there and you get it like right away so like oh sure i'll go over there but yeah they don't scale with you so everything's 120 and you're over there at 111 or whatever you're at when you go there that was 111 and uh yeah everything aggro's you from extremely far distances and it, it was just rough but yeah as far as you know it's just the two zones they added they didn't change any old world stuff um they kind of continued with features that they had in legion and a little bit from draenor world of draenor warlords of draenor or something i don't play that one but i'm going through the content now and the leveling but um they got like the world quests when you hit max level they have your oh what's it called like uh i can't think of what it's called but basically it's like your your base that you would go to and you can send these troops out for missions oh nice and they take you know four hours eight hours 12 hours i think the longest one i saw was 24 hours so far and then they come back with different rewards and stuff for you. So, are they at all perhaps cats? <laughs> they should be, right? <laughs> right. Do they also cook you steaks? <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So they got that kind of process in there again that they've carried over from the past two expansions. Which that's cool. It's nice to have mind. extra systems to like manage outside of just like grinding away. Yeah. Let them play the game. <laughs> that's pretty much it. and then you got the phone apps so you can actually do it while you're not online oh wow yeah. oh that's really cool so like I can log in at work and complete the mission if I get a notification that it's done and then start a new one huh well, it's nice. kind of nice you can have, like the, the rewards are rep for certain areas you get some of them can actually give you gold um other stuff like that so it's worth doing hmm. uh this one's more towards pvp like it's Horde Against Alliance again. Or the last one was that they work together. They're teaming up to beat the We saved the world, now let's kill yeah. each other again. Yeah. Please. Yep. <laughs> Which is funny because yeah, drastic back to it. But... No lessons learned. <laughs> nope. <laughs> so there's a bunch of like bastardized like half Tauran, half human babies running around the world now that uh, just don't belong yeah. anywhere. <laughs> In a few months, I'm sure they'll start showing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're not sure how long the gestation period is for that, but we'll get back to you. <laughs> well, that's cool. I'm, you know, it sounds like the type of update that that game needs at this point, and you know, with all the expansion, because this is seven, right? Seventh expansion. Mm. Yeah. I think it's seven. Yeah. And they've done like a lot of like big ones, you know, past 
like the Lynch King and stuff. You know, Cataclysm and Cataclysm was huge because it changed like all of the map that we used to know. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't remember if it was the next one or the one after that that added on to that. Like, so it's changed so much since Wrath. So did they, I mean, I assume like a lot of your quests, even in this new area, are still like the same, get 10 of this thing, right? I mean, it, they haven't like really reinvented the quest wheel. Yeah, I mean, there's still plenty of those. You do have like your go talk to this person and then come back to me quests. You have right. your escort quests. You have kill so many of these quest like i don't know how much they can change on right. that really but they're not nearly as grindy as they used to be like it's not kill a hundred of these things now it's you know kill 10 yeah oh. or i remember quests in bc where it's like kill 50 of these and then yeah. you turn that quest and it's kill 50 more of these and then you turn that quest and it's 50 more of these <laughs> That's what kind of like burned me out so bad. It was like Lynch King. It's like, yeah, there's like all this new stuff, but it's like some of those like fetch quests and like the drop rates were just horrendous. So I'd be like farming shit for this horrible drop rate to get like 15 of this dumb thing I needed. And that's kind yeah, of what is just done. Is quite a bit better now. Um, like I haven't had any quest that's taken, you know, over really five minutes, if that. Okay. And I can remember tons of quests that i spent an hour on like oh yeah going for drop rate <laughs> well that's before. good i mean that so, that's what you want like it is like that yeah. feel of like steady progression even if it's like a monot especially if it's a monotonous task you know that's especially i mean if, if you're playing this like you're already a veteran player right like even if you just started three weeks ago if you're already at a level 111 that you need to play the expansion like you've put your time in right <laughs> well you buy the expansion you get a free boost up to 100 Oh really? Or one ten? I think you get a free boost up to one ten. So you're basically at new content if you bought the expansion. Huh. And they've done that for the past expansion too. Like I think past three, two or three, when you buy the expansion, you get a free boost up to max level or ten levels from max level, whatever that expansion adjusts to. Uh. That way you're at least in, you know, and can do the current content. But and then well, they changed it so much too. Like everything scales. So like the old world, you can go anywhere in quest from one to sixty. Like oh, so not, you're not like you're not like fucked if you walk out of your yeah, opening you're not, now. Yeah, you're not stuck to this zone because it's you know fifteen to twenty two, hmm. and then you have to find the zone that's twenty two to what twenty six or whatever. Like, you don't have to do that. It all scales with you. So. It's nice, but like I also like that was one of the things I liked was like stumbling across an area I could actually get to and survive. But yeah, I mean I get that in the scale of things now you kind of have to streamline. Yeah, and the way the maps change, like it's or the worlds change, like it makes sense to it. Like as looking at it from a player that played back then, it's like oh I miss this. Like Crossroads isn't as good as it used to be. <laughs> yeah, but. I wonder if Dark Knight still exists, or Dark Man. Well, it, the name doesn't, because they removed everybody's names. 
a couple two years ago. And then you have to re like once you log in, you have to add your name again. So if it was taken. No, I am Darkman, goddammit. <laughs> they must have did it to free up names for people because accounts that were inactive yeah. for so long. I would like to check it out. Like I could see like going back and like playing for a month just to be like, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, like almost like a vacation, just like go back and <laughs> just like, Oh wow. This is what this looks like now. Cool guys. See you later. <laughs> but I don't, like I, I don't know if I can get back into it. No, cause you have to transfer a character or make a new one with your boost mm. on the server. that we're mm-hmm. on. <laughs> And that, no, I mean, the, the other thing is like that's what a lot of people do now right they get the expansion run through the content and then they're out until the next time like they, you know yeah they like the the fastest person to level from 110 to 120 was four and a half hours <laughs> so stupid that's and ridiculous. then you know the first week he's gonna have geared for raids and raids aren't out for like a month Listen, I was going to be complaining that there's no content. (laughs) (laughs) You kind of did that to yourself. Yeah. But yeah, there, there will be the people that, you know, get max level and run through, get geared up. And then the first raid comes out, they get that and get what they want and then leave until the next wave of content comes out, which makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. That's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. And since we're on Blizzard news, my week got made for me last week. Um, the poorly shrouded and covered up rumor <laughs> and teaser that Diablo 3 was coming to the Switch turned out to be true. Oh my gosh. Who, who knew? <laughs> um, so I'm super pumped. Uh, this is going to have all the expansions, all the contents in there. It's going to have Switch exclusive items in the form of like some Zelda um gear like ganondorf gear um a cuckoo or what do you is that what they're called the chickens yeah in zelda yeah so you get a follower chicken um <laughs> and just some like dumb stuff but like they said it's gonna run 60 frames per second docked undocked it's gonna have cloud saves and character transfer um and you can do four player co-op anywhere wow. um you know y- even offline you can do like four player like and to me, I like this. I've already bought <laughs> Diablo three four times, and I've put hundreds of hours into it. And like it is, I can't imagine a more perfect game to throw in a backpack and like take on the road and just like mm-hmm. sit down with a buddy when I got a few minutes and just cut through a bunch of shit. Like that sounds so amazing to me. I I can't wait to like pick this up and go through it again. To be honest. Especially when there's no compromise in the game itself, too. You know, that's amazing. Right. Yeah. Well, and part of that is, like, that thing's been around for, like, what, half yeah. a decade now, but... I mean, the yeah, rumor I mean, is Diablo 4 is coming pretty soon already, too, but... <laughs> yeah. It's just funny, too, like, how much money they've made on that game over <laughs> and over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because they release it on another system, and everybody buys it. Yeah. But, yeah, a couple of friends were talking about that coming out for the switch and I think that like you said is it's like the perfect platform for it too. Yeah. 
Well, and it's like, it's honestly not a game I really thought would come out, to be honest. I didn't think Blizzard would do it, um, but I'm glad that they are, and I'm sure it's going to sell like gangbusters, because honestly, if you're like a Nintendo diehard, there hasn't been a Diablo game on any other, there on any Nintendo console since uh, the 64, and that was StarCraft. So, you know, this is going to be a whole new experience to a whole new audience, and it's honestly like one of the most entertaining and endlessly playable games that I think I've ever encountered. And it looks gorgeous. I'm excited. I was a little disappointed that there's no like crazy, at least they haven't announced it yet. Like collector's edition, like bundle, like figure thing. Um, but whatever, I'll survive. I'll, I'll spend my 60 bucks again. <laughs> An amiibo of Diablo. Dude, that'd be sweet. <laughs> I might actually buy another Amiibo if that was the case. And then like, I, and then they also kind of along with this, and I care less about this, and I think the relevancy of this is waning, but they like went from no Overwatch would never work on the Switch to it's technically feasible is now their new stance. So it's like, well, are you already talking to Panic Button or what's happening here? <laughs> because like, and I agree, like they could probably get it to run. I just think like the audience for um overwatch at this point is like so hardcore and like mostly pc focused i feel um yeah but who knows maybe it'll come i don't know that i would care at this point i'd rather play that on another console but i think it can be successful over there just because paladins is over there well but that's the thing is like paladins is already there right like that's got like the heads up yeah but i think if overwatch came there like there'd be people that would leave paladins to go play overwatch because overwatch is a better game yeah you're probably it's right. Just, like Paladin's just kind of a skin over and like mix and mash of all of Overwatch people into each other. Hmm. But yeah. Either way, they're both fun games. I think if Overwatch if they did bring Overwatch it would work. Yeah. Well, I hope you guys both buy Diablo 3, because I want some people to play with. Yeah. Co op online. Yeah. And Doom is coming. Day yeah, and day and date, date. Yes, that's fucking awesome. It's good for the Switch. Yeah, I, I think I was, I'd still rather play it on PS4 at that, but still. Yeah, I mean that's the thing is like the I, I agree. Like I would much rather play that on a more powerful console. But like again, it goes back to the Diablo three thing, where like if you are a Nintendo person, you have not had an ex- you've not experienced these games or a, a game of that level. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, great. Like if that's if that's what you're sticking with. I'm glad you get to enjoy it too. Cause like, honestly, as well as the first doom ran, I'm sure they're going to be, I heard Wolfenstein two was even better when they ported that. So I'm sure they know what they're doing at this point. Yeah. So have either of you guys played payday two? I heard that came out on the switch and really, yeah, wow. I have it for Xbox one and I have not played it yet, but I just, yeah. And when that came out on the switch and I've seen the physical versions in target, I just kind of wonder like who's buying that. Yeah. At this point, it's it's still got a decent playability on PC, right? From what I've I've seen on um, you know, Twitch and whatnot, but I don't know. I just question how well it would work on the Switch because you don't have the voice chat, <laughs> you don't have it's kind of important at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's the thing is like <laughs> the voice chat is so crucial. And then the other thing is is like we got to keep in mind we're coming up on September here, so. 
in another month, if all these kids aren't paying ten dollars uh, a year or whatever the stupid ridiculous price is, they're not going to be able to play these games online anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. like that's narrowing your audience because that's not a that's not a thing Nintendo people are used to having to do, paying a subscription to get online features. Yeah, ten dollars a year. I think it's twenty yeah. a year. It's twenty dollars a year. It's like stupidly cheap. But again, yeah. they don't have voice chat. Oh, I mean, they have voice chat through a phone app that works with <laughs> one game right now. So you know. Really or you could just that. use Discord on your phone with a yeah, yeah and I think <laughs> and I, sadly I think that's what everyone does is use Discord yeah so I still think if you know Discord was able to get with Nintendo and actually put just an app on the Switch that could run in the background oh yeah yeah well they could like, and Discord has p- continued to offer through Twitter and yeah like, social media huh. I think I Nintendo might make that leap. I'm 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 still thinking it could happen in the life of this console, especially after seeing how Fortnite made that happen so easily. <laughs> um, so it's clearly possible. Maybe they'll get there. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, there was some big Smash Brothers news since the last time we podcasted. There was. Uh I'm sure everybody knows this by now, but uh, Simon Belmont from Castlevania will be on the roster as well as uh, King K. Rule. And Richter's the oh, yeah, Richter. Right? Yeah, That's or whatever right. they're what they calling them, Echo Fighters. Or yep, yeah, yeah. K. Rule, though, like, I'm like, what, what rock did they lift up to be like, yeah, let's put this like, there's so many other characters I would rather have in Smash. King K. Rule is like the least cool character on that lineup i think at this point i know i think i'd rather play jigglypuff than king k rule <laughs> i think Squirtle? it's because like <laughs> for sure yeah he's in there too um, uh they they before they showed that announcement they showed like zelda and gan you know or lincoln ganon and mario and bowser you know mm-hmm. like everyone had their villain except donkey kong so they had to put a donkey yeah, kong but... villain in. okay i get man. it but mario is also the original villain for donkey kong yeah i mean he did lock that son bitch in a cage and make his kid come rescue him in a game if i recall so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i don't know i mean it's it, i guess I, i'm not gonna complain about more content but like i, I that's not a character i needed i just think what and i you know andy and i talked about it briefly was you know, I, I'm a fan of Smash for what it is as far as like a history piece and like a nostalgia nod to like everything Nintendo and gaming. And I think Melee um, did that the best. And I feel like they kind of got away from it a little bit more over the last couple of releases. But this one really seems to be like capturing that feel, like all these assist yeah. trophies and new modes and like every map and all the like, I think there's like 800 and some songs, like 130 stages. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be like the biggest nod to any person growing up on Nintendo ever. And I think that's what excites me more than even playing the game. I just, I just want to experience yep. it all. Yeah. Especially if there's, those are like unlockable stuff. That's what I'll be playing. That's yeah. In melee, they had that little gumball machine that spitted out trophies or whatever that, and then you go look yep. at the trophies and you read about the game that they were from or whatever. The, like that was the only reason I played that game. Yeah. Be, or kept playing it. I far agree. In, same thing. That's it. all I did too. Like, it kind of started me down my path of like retro gaming, like history research and like blogs were the only thing on the internet before 
YouTube and, you know, yeah, Nintendo's fault. Yeah, there's so much Japanese stuff that in there that we never heard of, you know? Yeah, I'd never heard of that, like, Doshin or Doshinden the Giant or whatever no, until yeah. that. I think, like, I'm a, I'm a little more excited about this one, too, because generally I fall off pretty hard the last couple of Smash releases because it was just, like, I'm not, like, that competitive in it. I'm not that into it. I'm just there to, like, experience that. I think this time it's going to work out well because, like, my kids are at that age. Mm-hmm. So I can throw a controller in their hand. We can just fart around and, like, play all the stages. And I think it's going to be a good couch co-op experience. Yeah. And I'm just going to beat them mercilessly. <laughs> I'm going to spam my lightning bolt attack with Pikachu like I always do, like a little bitch since yep. day one. Yeah. And I'm just going to crush him. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I'm i interested to see what their uh, their single player mode is. That's They haven't yeah. done anything with that yet. So I want to see what that's all about. Yeah, I really, I would really like to see a nice, like, you know, single player mode come back like they had in the Wii U with Brawl. I thought that was, that was what I wanted out of that. Cause I wasn't really there for like the, you know, straight up battle matches. That was cool. You should record that so that we can hear a uh, writer calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> Trash talking me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah i think that is i went from like mildly interested in that to i'm this is day one for me now yeah i'm just pissed that we're not getting like the cool european bundle which is again the gamecube controller and adapter which (laughs) why we're still getting those in 2018 i don't know but i still want it yeah i'm sure the old one works oh yeah it does it definitely does so i mean i have it in the box right over there i haven't never used it actually but yeah. I could. <laughs> yeah. Well, and since we're on Nintendo news too, like I know we're late to this. I don't want to dwell on it too much because everything's been said, but like the whole we, so generally we record a little earlier than this, but um, some stuff came up. So we're a few days later, which was great with this story um, and the IGM plagiarism of dead cells and the Philip Mewson scandal, because we got to see the tail end of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> obviously he was, everybody knows the story. He was let go by IGN. But then after he made his, like, I'm sorry, but not really video, he kind of called out Kotaku and the rest of the internet to find other forms of plagiarism and other examples. And holy crap, have they? Um, Pretty much everything. Yeah, so IGN has now stripped everything and says most of it will not go back up. And then the part that I was just in tears laughing about was that somebody pointed out that he copied and pasted his resume from a template on LinkedIn. <laughs> Couldn't even do his resume on his own. Oh, uh, yeah, that's that is amazing. Like you, if you know that you did that your whole career, you don't put up a video like that challenging people right. to find it. <laughs> and the thing is, is like the guy started out like a YouTuber, right? And like he just he put out content and he got lucky enough. Cause like at best you're lucky if you can grind away to make eco a living, you know, like on your own, starting up a YouTube channel, like trying to get sponsorships and like to get plucked and recognized. Probably um, impossible from that. at this point. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And like, that's what pisses me off is he's ruining it potentially for other people. But like he got pulled onto arguably the biggest platform. One of the last places you can make like a living like that, um, in games journalism. And he was like their head of Nintendo. He was like their head editor. And like, even if you had plagiarized up to that point, once you've just kind of like walked in, like 
manned up, dusted yourself off and been like, all right, St. the Bush league anymore. Like this is, yeah. but I mean, and then to just be so unapologetic about the whole thing. It's just disgusting. Yeah. And it's, it's disappointing. It's sad. Like it's sad to see somebody like get the opportunity of a lifetime that most of us would kill for and just flush it away. But on the plus side, I couldn't stand him on the podcast. Oh, Nintendo voice chat. So I'm so, so happy. He's you're happy. Yes, I'm listening to Nintendo Voice Chat <laughs> once again. <laughs> the first episode back was great because I think I can't remember who it was. Like Brian? No, it wasn't Brian. One of the other guys. <laughs> and they were talking, and he's like, "Uh, so guys, you heard about heard a little bit of game? Heard of heard about this little game called Dead Cells?" They're like, "Oh yeah, I'm aware of it." <laughs> they were just kind of like <laughs> dancing around the issue. Well, it was yeah. pretty funny. That's pretty good. So. I've been holding off on playing that game because I, I've heard it's pretty hard. Yeah, and that's that's the only thing that gets me. If if it's something that you're constantly like just losing at all the time, I don't have the time right. to do that. But it really intrigues me for sure. Yeah, I think when that's on a sale, I'll get it. I just think like, what is it, thirty now or twenty five? Like that's just a little too much. Yeah. Because I, in listening to it, I don't think it's a game I would get into, but it'd be worth checking out. You know, yeah. just everybody says such great things about it. I have played a Metroidvania this week, though. What'd you play? Only the cutting edge stuff. You know, all this La Milana 2 or Guacamelee 2. Nah, forget all that stuff. I'm going back to <laughs> Shadow Complex. Shadow Complex. Yeah, way back in the day. That's a 360 what? game. Um, oh. And then they uh, remastered it and put it on Xbox Game Pass. So I played nice. through that. It's kind of cool. I mean, it was back in the day. It was like one of the best, you know, Metroidvanias out there. But there's been so many since then. I like Metroidvanias. There's just my. I have the same problem with every Metroidvania I play for the most part, though, where I get like super into them, and I get like seventy percent in, and then I put it down for like just a little too long, and now I can't come back to it. Unless they start over, and I'm like, well, I guess, I guess that's that. So, yeah, I mean, this one, I think I played through it in like four hours. So, it's oh, like, there you go. Yeah, it's that's... it's not real long, and it's on it, like you get a new upgrade probably every twenty minutes, so it keeps the game fresh. Nice, you know. And there's always, you know, it always tells you where to go next if you want to. Obviously, you can explore, find all the, you know, other secrets, too, but. Yeah. That sounds cool. I uh, dusted off an older game, too, uh, Abzu. Um, oh. My son, <laughs> we were about to walk out the door last week, and, you know, he's pulling the, I don't feel good thing. I'm like, yeah, whatever, whatever. So finally, I'm like, fine. Throw the thermometer in. I'm like, well, you're over 101, so let's just stay home. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out you're not full of crap, and I'm a horrible father. So we took a sick day, and he laid on the couch most of the day. And then about mid-afternoon, I was like, hey, buddy, you want to play a game? He's like, sure. So like, I knew a little bit about Abzu. I think Andy you told me some about it. And then I game sack had done something on it recently, and like I knew it was shorter. And it was basically just like a walking simulator, but with swimming, swimming simulator. Mm-hmm. So we popped it in and uh, he played a little bit. He had a hard time with the 3D controls. So he mostly just was my second set of eyes. Um, and yeah, that was a really cool experience. Um, 
I don't know. I really like those kind of games at this point in my life because like I can fit them in and like they're impressive. And uh, my son, who is just a huge fan of sharks, like a game oh, where yeah. like the ending is your best friend is a big fucking shark. Yeah. Like he was in love with it. Like <laughs> he had me like at that last section. He's like, jump out of the water. And then the shark would jump with me. He's like, look, he's jumping with you. <laughs> so like we just sw- swam in a circle, like jumping with the shark for like 40 minutes and. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the moral of that story was. Um, humans pollute things and animals go extinct, I think, was probably it. But, hey, I still had a good time. Like, there was a lot to look at. It was it was a good two hours well spent. Yeah, the art in that game is pretty good. Yeah. I thought so, too. And then, you know, getting to hold on to, like, a giant uh, squid and ride it around like a <laughs> bicycle was pretty sweet, too. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And then I finally started a little bit of No Man's Sky. Um, like we talked about, I, I jumped in. I gotta say, Justin, I think that would be your game. Write it perfectly, like your game. Um, I enjoyed it. I just think there's like, holy shit, are there way more systems to manage in that game than any other stay alive survival game that I've ever played? Like, yeah. there are six things I have to manage all the time. And then you have to resource, you have to harvest resources to manage those, obviously. But then they put things in the game that kill you for harvesting resources. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what you want me to do. I'm so confused. Uh, but it's cool. I'll, I'll find, I just, I almost put it back in the other day and I was just like, ah, I just, it's going to be like five hours before I can, cause I'm, I got like two thirds of my ship reassembled. So I assume I can get off planet and go explore. Um, and I just didn't, uh, didn't muster up the courage to jump back in yet, but I will. I think I, it's a game that I, I will enjoy also. Um, yeah. Especially maybe would, even like creative if I don't get too hard into the survival. Sure. I, I would, I would get to at least where you can go to different planets and stuff. That is just a really cool thing to experience that. Yeah. They pulled that off. You know, it's just like, yeah, you're just flying to other planets and you're landed on wherever you want, you know? Well, that's the draw, right? Like you land on, a, I want to land on a planet and see like a four-assed monkey or something, you know? Yep. It's just, what What am I going to run into next? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a lot to do. And that's kind of like where I fell off of it now again, when it came back, it was like, oh, they got a lot of cool stuff that they added to this and I want to see it, but it's the same thing where it's like, like you said, resources. Filling up your gun, yes. filling up your ship, filling up, you know, your health or whatever. And like, I worked so hard the first time I played that to get to the point where like, that's, that's probably what a lot of this game actually is, is like upgrading those systems. So they're hardly even, you know, you barely have to manage them at the end. Right. Um, And then you go back like I did to start a new game and back to that. That was, <laughs> gets annoying at the front there. Yeah, I mean, you're just basically like walking five steps to grab something to hopefully not die. I mean, I died three times within like the first five minutes until I was like, okay, orange thing does this, red thing does this. Yeah. And it's just like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. A lot of inventory management, too. That's never yeah. a lot of fun. <laughs> and it's not well explained <laughs> at all, really. <laughs> In fact, I would argue that it's not explained. 
unless you're really just like good at stumbling through menus and like reading text. Uh, so that could be easier, but having played other games like that, um, well, it's a new game. You have to give them time. That's right. They just (laughs) released it, (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm curious. I'll, I'll give it some more time. And Justin, you definitely need to, you definitely need to play it. It's, it's your type of game for sure. Yeah. To find it for cheap. I heard it was 30 on PC like last week on Steam. Yeah, I seen that it was on sale. But you can get it for like way less than on PS4 for sure. Yeah, that's kind of my thought. I wonder if you could mod it on PC to just have unlimited resource too. That would That'd be that would sweet. Be huge. Yeah, I heard it's a major issue for that because there's duplications. So there's a person that has the most expensive item in game. And he's just going around handing it to random people that he comes across. <laughs> Really? <laughs> they call him Santa Claus, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. Nice guy. Yeah. <coughs> huh. But yeah, it's I guess it's pretty broken for that on PC, being able to kind of mod in whatever you want. Hmm. Yeah. I haven't really heard anyone talk about it in the Xbox lens, like other than hey it was coming. Doesn't seem like that seemed to set the world on fire. No. Yeah, I, I don't know, price. right? Like sales and stuff for it, but I know there's a bunch of people that I'm friends with in a couple of Facebook groups, and they play it quite a bit on Xbox. But yeah. did you guys see too? I think that news was today or yesterday. Um, like Microsoft is like partnering with THQ Nordic to port Xbox exclusive or Xbox published games, Microsoft published games over to Steam. Instead of like the Windows 10 or like the Windows Store. Wow. So it was like five games and like nothing amazing, like stuff you'd expect, like Zoo Tycoon and a couple of Disney games and stuff. But still, it's a pretty interesting, like kind of cross an enemy line sort of move. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> are you finally giving in to Steam when everyone else seems to be like creating their own launcher? Because it seems weird. Yeah. This is a weird time, especially when, like you said, everybody's doing their own thing. There's, kind of people just kind of against steam right now too you know right well thq nordic of all companies to <laughs> choose to do that with but i guess whatever they seem to be making a comeback well, they're good at putting old shit out yeah <laughs> let's re-release all the darksiders games yeah another side thing i guess um PUBG is coming out of early access on xbox Woo! Wow. Announced today. It only took him a I year. Oh, not quite. It's still broken. I didn't expect though. that it would be. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're taking out of early access, and that like they still got the project PUBG fix or whatever going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when they you're had, making like, that, like a, right? Like <laughs> you shouldn't make a campaign about how you're gonna fix like this wildly successful game that you've been like <laughs> making money on hand over fist. I mean, overall, it it is definitely playable yeah. on Xbox now compared to what it was. I just get annoyed like, listening to all the people complaining that they don't have all the new maps that PC has. I'm like, well, they should probably fix the current maps <laughs> completely first, <laughs> which they, they have, pretty much. Does PC have quite a few more, or what? No, they got one more map. Oh. Well, then who gives a shit? But it's always been like... The map would come out on 
PC, and then like four or five months later, it'd come out for Xbox. Right. Well, I Which, mean, you have to look at your install PC base port. too, right? <laughs> like your install base is way bigger on PC than it will ever be on mm. Xbox. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, more people would play it on iPhones or Android than on Xbox at this point. But then you got to wonder if it's coming out of early access. Does that mean it's going to be on PS4 now? Yeah, could be. Because that was why it wasn't pulled over, and it was the exclusive because of early access. PS4 could use a good holiday drop. Isn't Fortnite early access too, though? Like, that's on PS4. Yeah, that's weird, because Fortnite, uh, Seven Days to Die, um, there's two other games that that were early access on PS4. (laughs) I think Sony has money in those games, though, is I think why that's allowed to happen. I think Uh. there's a stake. Because as you're loading it up, it says... Early access arc wasn't on PS4 because it wasn't early access. And that was on Xbox, right? So a disc yeah. came out, then it came to PS4. I don't know why that determines it or how. I don't know that it's going to matter. I mean, like I think it would be nice if it came to PS4, but like I don't think it. Like nothing's unseating Fortnite at this point. It's too no. late. No, but you'd still have the the people that want to play it and don't have a PC or Xbox. Right. That's yeah. true. Did you see the? Uh, it's going to be PC, I think. Maybe it'll come to console, but Dying Light is doing the Dying Light uh, Battle Royale. It's going to be a separate oh. game sold on Steam coming to early access like the next or this fall. It's going to be basically like the game, and then 12 players get dropped in, and it's resource management, finding your weapons, like trying not to get killed by zombies, and then collecting enough blood samples from like infected to buy your way onto the one and only like helicopter that will take you out and only one person can leave. So it's like, yeah, I'm like, it sounds really cool. I wish it had more people, but I still think that'd be a cool game mode. Hmm. Plus, I don't know that like attaching dying light to that is really like a big name boost, but whatever. They could have called it like it. It could have been its own game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, I saw a movie that just came out on Blu-ray, uh, Ready Player One. Hmm. You guys seen that yet or no? No, I want no, to. No, I've heard bad things. I haven't seen away from it. It's not terrible. It's it's not great either, for sure. But it's. I don't know. It's it's fun, I guess. I'll say. A lot of gaming references? Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's... The whole ending of the movie is pretty much all Atari-based. The guy's gotta be, you know, gotta play Atari. So, nice. a lot of old references to, you know, pop culture and stuff, which are... It's kind of fun, but at the same time, like, it's a lot to look at. Pretty busy. Sure. There's, there's just constantly like references everywhere, and it's like you're there's like ten of them on the screen at the same time, and you're just trying to figure out what they are, who they are, you know, <laughs> like pausing and like looking at all of them. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, kind of crazy. Um, but overall, it yeah, I, I think it's it's recommended to watch at least once, probably a rent. Yeah, especially if you're a gamer, I suppose. Yeah, pretty much everybody I know have seen it. Has recommended it. 
Yeah. You have to wonder, like, it's kind of like you could tell it was like, I think it's a WB movie because a lot of the same references are in like Lego Dimensions. <laughs> so it's a lot of that. They're pulling sure. from the same stuff. Um, and then some of them are just in there like, is there money involved? Because like Tracer from Overwatch is in there and it's like, that's she's not an 80s <laughs> reference. She's not a beloved character of any, you know, that stood uh, the test of time. I don't know. I kind of like Tracer. Sure, but like, <laughs> I th- forget what the year is, 2050, something like that? Do you think you care about her oh, at that sure. point? Okay. It's, it, well, do you think anyone gives a shit 80s. about Atari at 2050? Like, well, no. Well, it's kind of all based on this one guy that built the system and his love of the 80s. But, Sounds a little bit like Tron right now. He built the system, huh? It's kind of like that, yeah. But, and yeah. It's like Tron with a bunch of references, like mixed with like Wreck It Ralph, maybe. Tron and Wreck It Ralph. I like the sound of that. It sounds a little weird. <laughs> That's good. It goes in some places that you would not expect at all. But <laughs> check it out. Yeah. So I uh, I don't know if you guys saw it too, but they um launched a new series on Netflix, Disenchanted. Mm-hmm. It's from like, is it Matt Groening? Is that how you say his name? The Simpsons guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, it it's it very much feels more like Futurama than um, the Simpsons, where it uses like some of that three D art style too. Um, and but like, it's really funny. Like, I, I was a big fan of Futurama. That's always obviously been canceled since then. So this kind of like picks up in that style and does some different stuff with it and. There are like the three like moms or like Ma or Mom or whatever, like that evil lady from Futurama. Her like three stupid sons make a cameo in it. Um, <laughs> the main protagonist has like a little gnome guy. I for, I don't know why I can't remember his name. I've watched the whole series through like a couple times Elfo. now. Elfo, yeah. And yep. he's dressed like Bart Simpson and he has like yep. the Bart Simpson sideburns. It's kind yep. of funny. So it's like he's leaning into like everything he's created up to this point, but it's still... I don't know. I really liked it. I wish there were more episodes because I sat through it all in one night and I was like, oh, it's already already done. Oh, really? So, wow. Yeah. Oh. I watch, binge watch it. And I watched it with my daughter. She, like, my kids love Futurama for some reason because, like, I was like, let's watch this because it's the one thing that I like that I can get them to, like, agree on to watch with us. That and, like, the Goldbergs. Um. So, yeah, my daughter is, I think she's watched the series through a couple more times more than I have, so... <laughs> I don't think the adult humor lands with her, but she still thinks it's funny. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I watched the first episode today because I thought oh, that did was you? on there. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely getting more of a uh, Futurama vibe than than a yeah. Simpsons vibe. More so, like in the most of the jokes are in context of like a conversation or something like that. So yeah. Yeah. I'd recommend it. Like if you're already a fan of that stuff, like this is more of that, which I don't have a problem with. Yeah. I like how I can't remember an elf character's name being Elfo. So it's how, <laughs> how brain dead I am. <laughs> I love how every, every elf in there was just like whatever they are plus O. Right. So, like, the one elf would just constantly be, like, surprised that his name was Shaco, and, yeah. Nobody's leave this village in t- since Levo left. 
Okay, moving on to the fail bag where we answer 20-year-old questions in old video game magazines as if they were addressed to us. Um, our first one is coming from EGM number 82. This is Vincent from Rialto, California. He says, Dear EGM, I have one question. I went to Walden Books. Haven't heard that in a while. And I saw, <laughs> I saw two books on Doom. At first, I thought the books were about secrets and codes for Doom, but when I read the back of the books, I found out that they were just stories. What I want to know is, are the books worth reading, or should I just save my money for other books? I'm going to go with other books. <laughs> or video games. <laughs> yeah, why read? Come on. What kind yeah, of story no. is that? You know, like... At that point in time, what is the story of Doom? Right. <laughs> yeah, how do you flesh that out into like a novel? That's what I'm curious on. Like it's Let just alone two. Right. Just like really <laughs> explicit descriptions of like ripping things apart. And trying to unlock hidden doors. Yeah, I don't know where you go with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And then he pressed yeah. this wall that looked like any other wall, but it was... <laughs> that money could have been so much better spent buying more Doom. Let's... Yeah. Nobody... Wait, nobody was paying for Doom. They were just getting the shareware. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, you were getting it free back then. I wonder if at the bottom of, like, every page of that book was, like, the Doom guy's face, like, just depicting, like, how beat up he was at that page in time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, I had no I, idea there were books on this. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, I suppose it's in the same vein that once something gets so big, they just make books. I mean, Minecraft. They yeah. make Minecraft books, you know? That's true. But Halo at least... had a bunch. Yeah. But see, like... At least there's lore and stuff in Halo, though. Yeah. And Minecraft is so wide open that you can make any story in that. Like, that's the whole point of it. Where yeah. Doom is just like... Right. Some hell hell monsters got out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what yeah, there's no Yeah. You write like four hundred pages on satanic rituals, is that the book? I'm not sure. <laughs> Even like the new Doom. Like there wasn't much story in that. It was just like And it was a better game for it. <laughs> like that is the piece of Doom that I don't need is like the lore. I just need right. like the let's blow more <laughs> shit up and rip things apart more gruesomely apart. And and I they, hope the noises and stuff from the enemies are written in there too, so you have to like actually sound out. <laughs> it's like the Hobbit. Instead of like a poem every other page, it's like just a growl or something. It's like four paragraphs. That's <laughs> like written written in cadence with like some nursery rhyme. You open the door and it's like letters mashed together as the sound of the door opening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because like Doom Three was the one that really pushed the story more than the other games, and like, yeah, it did not add to that, and I didn't need—I don't remember any of it for good reason. It didn't matter. 
Yeah, nobody cared. That was like the downfall there. Yeah. Where in like the last Doom, they kind of knew that it didn't matter. Like they they made a story, but the Doom guy is just like, just shut the fuck up. I want to shoot stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's just. <laughs> so they're kind of self-aware on that. Yeah, the only story you need is we opened a demon portal. Oh god, we opened a demon portal. Like that's that's all you need. Yep. I need to hop on Amazon and see if I can find these books. That kid <laughs> needs to hop on Amazon and sell those books cuz he's wasting his money. Ooh, this is a good book. Knee Deep in the Dead. Ooh, so that's a does it have book. the cover art from the original game too uh i mean it, it's got oh, a demon that's... it's a demon with the the logo on there that's the hell on earth oh wait the knee deep in the dead was published august 8th 2016 <laughs> oh so this is continued as it? yeah there's a 2014 one and then there was a 95 and that must be the one so that this guy had the 95 for sure there's yeah, there's a few of them. Wow. I'd, I guess it makes sense. Like you said, once anything gets big enough, everyone's gonna cash in any way they can. You gotta get the audiobooks of this. <laughs> yeah. This seems more like suited for a graphic novel, not so much just like a straight yeah. up novel novel. Yeah, because you want to see the monsters. Right. Where it's just like the book is like, and then I shot him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, wow. Books! They still make them. It's a thing. <laughs> okay, we got uh, Mitchell from West Bloomfield, Michigan. Says, I have one complaint about the cover of your February issue. On the cover, there's a picture of Bubsy. Oh, I can see that, the that complaint is already. That's the complaint. <laughs> All right, we got it. He has a shirt on, but where are his pants? Many people would take offense at seeing this. Although the art is very good, I am very surprised that you would do something like that. Please really? tell Bubsy to buy a pair of Levi's. Go back to like 1942 and tell Donald fucking Duck to put on pants then. <laughs> you kidding me? You, 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 Bubsy's the, where you're taking your stand on pantsless fucking mascot animals. No. Come on. <laughs> There's like hundreds of examples that predated Bubsy. Like you should the the main like a, like screw up here was ever putting Bubsy on the cover of any magazine. To be quite honest, and I bet he had some dipshit like one liner and a bubble on the cover too, didn't he? Probably. Yeah, it shows it right here. I don't want to zoom in too far. I might see his nudity, but oh yeah, you don't want to. Might see some furry little ding dongs. Wow, yep. He's, it, there's a little bubble. Oh god, bubbed. what is it? Please tell uh, me what it says. It says, Holy hairballs, I made the cover of EGM. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. That, yep, that's Bubsy. And there's a giant penis on him, too, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of hair on it, too. <laughs> Who knew bobcats were so well endowed? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Want to be EGM? Well, is it EGM or official PlayStation magazine? In like four years following that, that does like that uh, topless actress with Gex covering the boobs. 
I think it might be official PlayStation magazine. Oh, huh. that had a way more complaints than Bubsy. Wow. Well, yeah. Well, as, as far as being more offensive, you know, a topless, <laughs> a topless woman. Yeah. You know, sixteen-year-old me appreciated it a lot, but yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been opposed if Gex had not put a hand up, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's just kind of a buzzkill at that point. At least Bubsy is out there doing his thing. Yeah. I think you're right, though. Like, everybody says, ah, Bubsy is not as bad as everybody thinks. You know, just people have it out for him. And it's like, here's example number one, right? Yeah. No, he's completely obnoxious. I actually am a... I'm a Bubsy supporter. Like, I actually really like the first Bubsy and beat it as a kid. And I didn't absolutely hate the Bubsy that we just got last year or this year. But it was bad. And it was like an hour long. But Bubsy as a character is hot trash. And he's just annoying <laughs> and offensive. I mean, they even gave him like a kind of like a douche meter on the new one. Like, you can crank him up to 100. So he just like spews one liners constantly. Like, who does that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like yeah, if sucks. you could if you could like just take all loud and obnoxiousness of him and put it into one single like character, it's it's a yeah. exclamation mark, and that's what they put him right on <laughs> right on his shirt. Basically yep. to say, Yeah, I'm loud and annoying. <laughs> And the voice actor is annoying. Like it's so like grating his voice. All of it is bad. <laughs> I'm guessing Bubsy Two did not make a cover. <laughs> you are probably correct. <laughs> I do like how they uh, they uh, show their Sonic um, magazine right next to it too, showing that Sonic does not have pants either. Yeah, he doesn't even have a shirt. Sonic's way worse. Yeah. He's got shoes, though, so it, in some ways that's better, but at the same time, it's like, I, I don't know, a naked guy in shoes? That's kind of creepy, too. Yeah, what about, like, Pac-Man? I mean, he's just rolling around dragging his nuts underneath him. I mean, that's gotta hurt. <laughs> uh, I don't know, you see the signs, it's no shirt, no shoes, no service. It's true. <laughs> well, that's probably good. It keeps Bubsy nope. the fuck out of any place else I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you just need to not wear pants. Oh yeah, I see what you're yeah. saying. That's the loophole. It doesn't say yeah. no pants. So Bubsy's allowed in fine dining <laughs> establishments. Well, no, he doesn't wear shoes. Damn it, that's true. Yeah. I would have put shoes on. He'd have been fine. Well, I think cats that is weird. Shoes. That that's that is weird that that loophole exists. <laughs> We that need to sh- test this. Let's it doesn't work. No? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just get slapped as a sex offender. And that's kind of hard to go anywhere. You can no longer go by schools. <laughs> you get service. It's more of the public variety. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Okay, uh, Lee from Gathersburg, Maryland, says, I wrote this letter in capital lettering, which they didn't print in capital lettering, I should oh, yeah, point out. Yeah, would be yelling at us all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wrote this letter in capital lettering because I want it read. Yeah. 
I don't know if that helps. <laughs> okay. I've been an avid reader and buyer of EGM ever since its third issue. I truly believe what you print is fact. But now I must question your sincerity as to claims to have seen or heard of a 16-bit Super NES Mega Man title. I was so excited to hear this that I called Capcom to see when it was going to hit the stores, and they said that a 16-bit Mega Man game was not even in the planning stage. I said that EGM mentioned it in the cover on their magazine. The guy at Capcom then asked me if I ever read the National Enquirer. (laughs) (laughs) EGM is not the Enquirer, I said. Every time someone questions your credibility, you prove them wrong. Please do it again. It's just funny that (laughs) there was this, like, trying to keep it under wraps. That's such a Japanese thing to do. There's so many times that it's, like, out in Japan, and they're like, it doesn't exist. (laughs) I just wonder if he actually, like, called Capcom, or if he got, like, Comcast, and like, what are you talking about? (laughs) This eight-year-old kid has no idea. (laughs) And how did he get that number? There was no internet. Did he, like, grab a... Did you just call the operator, I suppose? Like, connect me to Capcom, please? Yeah. <clears throat> or was there a number on the back of their cartridges? Like, Capcom hotline? I'm sure I'm was. sure there was something on their manuals or something yeah. like that. I wish he would have said, yeah, there's a soccer game coming out pretty soon. Just for you. Right. That's hilarious. Especially for how early on Mega Man hit the Super Nintendo. Like, it would have already had to have been past planning stages by the time that console launched. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, and you mentioned like, it was on the cover, right? Of EGM? Yeah, yeah that's kind of... There's a... They even printed, like, a press release saying it was coming later this year or something. That's funny. Yeah. It's probably just some disgruntled, like, secretary at Capcom just... I'm so tired of talking to, like, eight-year-old boys asking about Mega Man. I'm just going to crush dreams all day long. It's my only joy in life. <laughs> uh, I also see a ad for uh, this game called Bubsy. Oh, good boy. And it says, to launch our new 16-meg game, we wanted to hire the biggest starring at Hollywood starring actor in Hollywood, but since we couldn't afford him, we settled on a flea-bitten mangy bobcat named Bubsy. Then shows Bubsy popping out of the screen with a bubble that says, what? I didn't approve of this ad. This is defamatory of character or slander. Get my attorneys on the horn. Hey, is anybody listening to me? I want my mommy. (laughs) (laughs) That is like everything is unappealing about what you just read. (laughs) (laughs) Who reads that and is like, oh yeah, I want to spend some time with him. Right. He's already obnoxious and you haven't even seen him in action yet. You know, that kid that always said, I want my mommy. He is he's my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's the cool kid. That Ooh, game yeah. had like a massive hype train behind it, though. Oh yeah. To be fair, like so many people got duped into buying that. 
Yeah. Which is so weird since it's like kind of a one-off, you know, from Accolade, which is not a serious. Right. They were more of a PC side. We got Eddie from El Saborante, California. Dear EGM, I'm a loyal RPG fanatic, and ever since I got my PlayStation, I followed the epic RPG Kingsfield since its release in Japan. So when I picked up my February issue of EGM, I was more than happy. I was like a little kid on Christmas morning. I wanted to see what other mags had to say about Kingsfield. So I got three other mags that had Kingsfield in it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> While reading them, I ran into, ran into some quite disturbing statements. They read, It's Doom with a sword. It's Doom-like. Or... It's a Doom clone. These statements really bother me. I mean, D Doom is a cool game, but just because it was a groundbreaking game doesn't make all other games with the same perspective as Doom like Doom. Think about it. Was Doom the first game to come out with a first-person perspective? I don't think so. I'm tired of hearing that this is like Doom and that this and that is like Doom when they are nothing like it other than the first-person perspective. Well, I would just like to say that Kingsfield is nothing like any game you have ever experienced before. I also had a few questions to ask. I heard that Kingsfield 3 is coming out in Japan soon. Is it coming to the States like Kingsfield 2? What other RPGs? Blah, blah, blah. Nothing really there. But, yeah. I think this kind of happens still today, right? I was going to say, yeah, everything still gets compared to Doom. Yeah. I mean, that's... If you're talking a first-person shooter, it's pretty much Doom, right? I had to look this up because I had no idea what Kingsfield was. Yeah. So it is that... like first-person action RP. Like, this is more like a Morrowind or something than... I mean, this wouldn't be on the same level as Doom. No, it's more of a dungeon crawler. So it's like you can't say it's unlike anything else before. It's it's like all those dungeon crawling games, you know, Might and Magic and Right. And all those. Only it's in a three D space with a first person per, per perspective. So like <laughs> games are just weird when you have to explain them because there's just It's Doom. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Just say everything's Doom. I mean, I can definitely see the comparison, like, from what they're saying, but yeah, it looks nothing like a Doom game. I can't imagine it would play anything remotely like it. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a game I would hate, also. Well, it's the same people that do Dark Souls, so it's like oh, the beginnings yeah. of Dark Souls, kind of. Well, I'm out. Yeah. <clears throat> you mean you don't want to die a lot? No, not any more than I have to. <laughs> so that got three entries? Is that it? Do you know if there's more uh, that? There's a PS2 one, I know. Okay. So I don't know. Interesting. I don't know if the third one came over or not. I want to say, I know first two did. I assume they were probably better on, were they like, PC games too. They look like PC games, not so much PS2 games, but 
Yeah, I'm guessing that's where a lot of them are, where that side. Interesting. Well, maybe huh. if he goes and buys like four more magazines to talk about Kingsfield, he'll find some that don't reference Doom. Yeah, you just need to buy more until you find the people that agree with you. <laughs> it's amazing <laughs> that there was a point in time where you could f- buy four physical magazines in addition to EGM yeah. that talked about video games. Because <laughs> you'd be hard-pressed to find one now outside of like a Barnes & Noble. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I like they were they were talking about how Kingsfield Three is being released in Japan, but there's no official world word on it being released in the states. And then this line: <laughs> other RPGs are being released. Uh, wait, other RPGs being released are Beyond the Beyond, Legacy of Kane, and possibly Final Fantasy Seven. Possibly this little <laughs> game called Final Fantasy Seven. You might have heard of it. It's funny. It's kind of like Doom. It is. It's a lot <laughs> like Doom. It's Doom with birds you can ride. <laughs> and snowboarding. Cross-dressing. There's snowboarding in Final Fantasy VII? Yep. Wow, I've been missing out all these years. And cross-dressing. Oh, well, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like Doom. <laughs> Uh, yeah well that's all i have for this episode uh i guess justin you want to take us out yeah so you can find everything weekend rental at our website it's gonna be www.weekendpodcast.com and you can find on there links to our facebook twitter our youtube um we do have an email uh you can send us any questions comments concerns uh pretty much anything that's going to be weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Google Play. And as always, be kind, rewind. Bananas. Bananas. Looks like Doom. <laughs>